God is good. Amen. Dios es bueno todo tiempo. Hallelujah. And amen. How many believe you got the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. You're going to start doing good. Amen. We're created under good works. Hallelujah. Amen. Recreated. Amen. In that passage. Hallelujah. We're thankful for the goodness of the Lord. It is good to be in God's house. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. His blood is greater than sickness. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Things come, hallelujah, that you can't avoid. Some things come that you can avoid. Hallelujah. Amen. So how many are going to avoid as much of the bad and uh, how many have just fallen in love with the good things of God? Hallelujah. Amen. We are a blessed people. Amen. We are a blessed people. Hallelujah. I think often of where the Lord found me and brought me uh, into the church. Praise God. Amen. Knew nothing about God. Hallelujah. I said I knew nothing about God, but that was a blessing because you didn't have to unteach me. Some people you got to unsave them. I said you got to unsave them. Well, how many thought you were saved before God found you? Anybody? Anybody think you were saved before God found you? All right. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I didn't. I knew I was a prime candidate for being the chief of sinners. Hallelujah. I've often debated Paul about that. Hallelujah. But, amen, I'll let him take that crown, featherhead, whatever. Amen. But I'm glad to be in the church. I said, I'm so glad to be in the church. Amen. He saves sinners. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, uh, amen, every one of us was a sinner. And without the Holy Ghost, we'd be a sinner. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I want everyone in this place to understand God saves sinners. And sometimes we can get so far removed from, and we forget where God found us, that you forget what you were. Hallelujah. And the pit that God dug you out of. Amen. Praise God. And I want to be mindful of just how good God was to me, how patient he was to me. I said how patient God was to me, how long-suffering God was to me. Hallelujah. Amen. If you would have seen me the first time I came to church, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. You'd had to have some faith. God can save that guy. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, amen. I didn't know what I know today. Hallelujah. But I do know God put me, hallelujah, in a one God apostolic church. I was praying for truth. And you know what God gave me? He gave me a truth-preaching preacher. I'm going to say this. God's going to put you in a one-God apostolic church if you're going to be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. He's going to put in your path a one-God apostolic witness that got on fire. I'm going to see some people get on fire. How many want to see, how many want to see your soul on fire again? Witnessing to everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? How many want to cast your bread upon all waters? 
Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I had a bunch of cards in my wallet, and, and uh, we went to old Chicago. Amen. And just going out the door, I saw a guy. Amen. Started talking to him, handed him a card. Hallelujah. Sat across from a man. Amen. Works out of Tyson Maintenance. Started witnessing to him about the church, handed him a card. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Left my waiter a card. I don't want to have a box of cards, hallelujah, when the Lord comes. Come on, somebody. I don't want to have a glove box full of tracks when the Lord comes. I, I want them to be in the hands of people. Amen. Can you say praise the Lord? And as you go preach, hallelujah, amen, tell people how good God has been to you. Amen. And uh, that is the purpose of the church. This is a soul-saving station. And I'm glad that's, uh, amen, God came in this world to save sinners. Hallelujah. Came to seek and save that which is lost. Hallelujah. And, uh, amen. Then he also, amen, helps save us after we've been saved and takes us deeper into God. Amen. Puts truths in us. Hallelujah. So we can carry on the work of the Lord. How many want to be more like Jesus, the God that found you? And how many want to be mindful of what he does for your life? Just, I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. How many, how, many, how many want to be mindful when God forgives you? Go, man, I better be a good forgiver. Man, God, you're merciful. Something ought to hit you and go. Because you will find something's going to happen right after God's merciful to you to see if you'll be merciful, basically, either to a sinner or a brother and sister in the church. And so we've got to be mindful of what God does and reciprocate. Amen. It's the go and do likewise. Whatever God does for you, you just, that's a good example. I'm going to do, amen. I'm not going to return evil for, for amen. I'm going to return good for evil. I'm not going to be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good, not going to retaliate, not going to threaten, hallelujah, how many want to live, how many want to be more like the God you serve, and how many want to see the God you serve so you can really understand those spiritual moments, I guess is what I'm trying to say, how many want to recognize those spiritual moments and all of a sudden you know that unseen God was good to you, come on, you were down and he picked you up. So when you see a brother and you see him down, you don't beat them down, hallelujah, but you encourage them in the Lord. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, turn to somebody close to you and say, I'm glad I'm in a church cares for your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. David said, no man cared for my soul. And... Uh, Hallelujah. But I'm glad that, amen, somebody cared for my soul, Brother David. Hallelujah. And my soul needed a lot of care. Amen. And uh, I'm so thankful that God put good people in my life to help me. Tremendous examples and tremendous men to this day. Hallelujah. That I, I couldn't have picked better myself. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful Brother Waldrop came into my life. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe God puts men together, and we just kind of hit it off. Hallelujah. Amen. And I love the way he preached. I love the way he worshiped. 
And I love the way, amen, I sat next to him when Jonathan Dudley was preaching. And we had a time in church. Amen. We don't just, it don't have to be smoke to come out of our stack, all right? If it's not coming out of my stack, it's not smoke, all right? That's not annoying. No. We got excited to get, I, I can remember that church service preaching about one God. And we were jumping and shouting and worship. I still get excited about Acts 2.30. Still get excited about one God preaching, preaching Holy Ghost, preaching He's a healer. I don't care what is in the book. It's all God and it's all good. And there is an anointing on the Word of God. And when God, amen, makes a man, hallelujah, when God makes a man, hallelujah, he does it for his glory. We're thankful for Brother and Sister Waldrop being with us. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. I enjoyed that uh, Sunday night, amen, duo that they did. Hallelujah. It brought tears to my eyes. I just have to confess, I was, I was weak because the power of God was so strong right here. Hallelujah. Amen. And I appreciate that. It's not just talent. We're not here for entertainment. We're here to worship God. We're here, hallelujah, because of God was good to us. Amen. And we want to see that same God, hallelujah, touch your life the way he has us. Brother Waldrop, I want you to come. Take your liberty. Amen. How many are appreciating the good preaching? How many are getting closer to God? How many have seen that you need more of God the more he preaches? Well, we're going to get some more. Hallelujah. And how many thankful for this opportunity? Brother Waldrop. Come and take your liberty. Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Charles. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. Lift up your hands together, would you? Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this place today. Oh, let's be mindful and let's recognize the goodness of the Lord that's in this place right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God is real. God's not a hypocrite. Amen. God reveals His feelings through His Word. You want to know how God feels about something? Find it right here. God is not inconsistent. There's no shadow of turning with God. I like being around real people. Amen. I like to be real with people, and I like people to be real with me. It's what makes the apostolic church the really only church in the world. It's not a religion. Amen. It's the body of Christ, the church of the living God. Repentant of sins, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, pursuing holiness. Amen. Pursuing holiness. Trying to be more like Jesus. That's the church. Amen. And the church is a real experience. And uh, I'm glad for real men of God. Amen. Men that are real for God. Amen. Real men serving a real God. Amen. Turn with me in your Bible, please. Second Timothy, the second chapter. 
We will read a few verses of Scripture again from 2 Timothy, the second chapter. Then we'll go to Luke, the fourth chapter. I want to welcome all of you to the house of the Lord and to the presence of the Lord. Amen. I want more of it. How about you? I have been looking forward to altar service all day. <laughs> Amen. That's what turns my crank is when I start thinking about people feeling God. Amen. Responding to the word of the Lord. Drawing closer to God. That's what it's all about. I said that's what it's all about. Amen. Being what God has called us to be. Amen. Verse 24 of 2 Timothy, the second chapter. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance, to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Paul is instructing one of his sons in the faith about the role of the ministry. And uh, if you're going to be a servant of the Lord, if you're going to be involved in ministry, you're going to have to not strive. You're not going to have to be one that uh, is always on edge, always finding fault, overly aggressive in the wrong way. Nothing wrong with being aggressive. Amen, but aggressive in a right way. Amen, gentle to all men, apt to teach and patient. And he says that there's going to be those that your life will touch. That in meekness you're going to instruct them that oppose themselves. Somebody say oppose themselves. Instruct those in meekness that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves. What a difference from opposing themselves to recovering themselves out of the snare of the devil. And they were taken captive by him at his will. Quickly now to Luke chapter 4, verse 16. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. I like that. Deliverance 
to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. It's the will of the devil for you to be a captive. For you to be bound by his will. Living the life the devil wants you to live. Saying words the devil wants you to say. Feeling feelings the devil wants you to feel. Living a life he wants you to live. Taken captive at his will. Amen. No power to resist the will of darkness. That's the will of your adversary. I'm glad there's more to it than that tonight. Because Jesus said, I've got a prophecy I need to read about who I am, the Messiah. And I'm on a mission. I've been sent to preach the gospel to the poor. I've been sent to heal the brokenhearted. I've been sent to preach deliverance. Somebody shout deliverance. Deliverance to the captives. Amen. I want to preach about that tonight. Deliverance to the captives. Would you lift up your voice again together? Come with faith and conviction in your heart. Oh, hallelujah. Call upon the name of the Lord together in Jesus' name. Let revelation and conviction be strong in this house tonight. God, I'm praying that everyone would leave closer to you. Lord, that your word would go forth with unction and anointing. God, confirm your word tonight. I pray the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Everyone said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Lord bless you. Thomas looked at Jesus at his miraculous appearing as he walked through a closed door into the room where the disciples were gathered together. A week or so before this time, they had been gathered together as disciples and the Lord had made his initial appearance to them after his resurrection. And they went and told that the Lord is not dead, but he is risen. And Thomas said, except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and I thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. I've got to see it to believe it. So when Jesus showed up and he said, Thomas, here they are. Touch the nail prints in my hands. Here's my side, Thomas. Put your hand 
into these wounds in my side. And Thomas fell down and declared to Jesus Christ, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thomas, you believe because you see. But blessed are they which have never seen and yet to believe. There are some things that you have got to accept by faith. There are things that I have never seen God do, but I believe He can do what I've never seen Him do. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. We don't live for God based on what we see. We live for God based on what we know. I know, Job said, my Redeemer liveth. Paul said, and we know all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. Paul said, I know him whom I have believed and that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him uh, against that day. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. And so I am dealing tonight uh, with the reality of uh, the spiritual life. The life that we can't see. But we know God is a spirit. God said, you can't see me. No man hath seen God at any time. But you can feel his presence. He said, the wind blows where it listed. You can't see wind. But you can witness the effects of it. And you can hear the sound that wind causes. I don't know that wind itself has a sound. But when wind blows across an object, it causes a sound. And Jesus said, such is everyone uh, that is born uh, of the Spirit. I can see the evidence of the wind. And I can hear the sound of a rushing uh, mighty uh, wind. That's Acts chapter 2. And it filled all the house uh, where they were sitting. And there appeared of them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled uh, with the Holy Ghost and began to speak uh, with other tongues as the Spirit of God uh, gave them the utterance. It's the sound uh, of the wind. Amen. And so we are spiritual creatures. We were created in the image of God. And God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. There's a part 
of you that's eternal because it's God breathed. God took his essence and breathed into humanity. That's what makes us more than mammals. We have a soul. I said we have a soul. There's a spiritual part of us. Yeah, man, I love animals, but animals don't have a soul. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't want to upset anybody, but yeah, man, I don't read, but there's dogs in heaven and horses in heaven and cats in heaven. Yeah, man, it wouldn't necessarily mind horses and dogs, but if I wake up and there's cats there, I know I'm not in heaven. Just teasing. Just teasing. <laughs> oh, I thought I was ready. I wasn't after all. <laughs> Amen. But you understand the point I'm making. There's no soul in a dog. They're just an animal. And when they die, that's it. As much and I can testify. My wife can verify. I mean, I can get emotionally attached to animals. I've had, I've, 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 I've cried real tears over animals that have died. I'm attached to that animal, but I know that when our miniature schnauzer a few years ago drew his last breath, that's all there is. I remember, and we have pictures, and he was part of the family, and we loved him dearly. But he's gone. This is going down sideways with some folks. I'm off my notes. Better, maybe I better get back on my notes tonight. But I'm talking about the spiritual part of humanity. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. When you die, it's not over. It's really just starting. It meant James says that life is but a vapor. It appears for a moment and then it's gone. But eternity is forever. Someone said one time uh, concerning this life, it's like an audition. Uh, he meant we're trying out for a permanent position. He meant life uh, is the tryouts. Uh, life uh, that he meant determines our eternal destination. Amen. Uh, amen. And so uh, we understand that there are forces of evil that we can't see, but we can see the evidence uh, of those forces. You have an adversary. There really is a devil. It, man, Peter said, be sober, be vigilant, because uh, your adversary, uh, the devil, walketh about seeking whom he may uh, devour. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy. That's the will of your adversary. Amen. The 
Bible through the, in the, at the pen of the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus uh, said that we wrestle not uh, against flesh and blood. Amen. I am not your enemy. Your family is not your enemy. Your neighbor is not your enemy. Your boss is not your enemy. Where our struggle, our contest, our wrestling is not uh, against flesh uh, and blood. We're not fighting uh, humanity. This is not a natural warfare. This is a spiritual warfare. But we do wrestle uh, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, uh, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You can't see them, but you uh, can see the evidence uh, of their presence. I'm not wringing my hands tonight. I know and understand the reality of spiritual opposition. But I also understand and realize the reality of spiritual authority. It meant because uh, uh, following on the heels of this statement uh, about our adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, uh, walking about seeking whom he may devour. Uh, the very next words in your Bible, the apostle Peter declared, whom resist uh, steadfast uh, in the faith. We don't just lay down and let the devil have his way. We don't do the will of God until the devil bows up and then apologize for doing the will of God. Oh, no. I'm not looking for a devil tonight. But if the devil shows up, I'm not backing up. Not because of my ability. Not because of my education. Not because of my authority. Because greater is he that is in you. I don't have to be afraid of darkness because I've been filled with light. I don't have to be afraid of deception. I've got the spirit of truth. Hit man, hit man. Again, just as real as our wrestling against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Right before that, the context of this setting of Scripture is finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on, he said, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then he said, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not about just recognizing uh, the presence of evil. Uh, this is not just about recognizing uh, the reality of my adversary. Being uh, just as real uh, as what's wrong uh, is the reality of what's right. Amen. 
Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Amen. If you are intimidated by darkness tonight, you need more light. I speak the truth in love tonight. If you're afraid of fear, you need to love God more. Because perfect love casts out all fear. Fear is debilitating. Fear is paralyzing. Fear changes your nature. Fear affects your personality. You do and say things when you're afraid that you don't do any other time. Amen. But the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. God's not afraid of the dark. I said God's not afraid of the dark. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. Come on, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to have some regrets. But don't rejoice against me, enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Somebody clap your hands tonight for the reality of victory. The reality of anointing. The reality of revelation. Amen. Somebody lift up your voice. Amen. And declare, I'm more than a conqueror. Oh, hallelujah. Give God the glory right now for His goodness in our life. Amen. Instead of you sitting there trying to figure out who I'm preaching to, just understand I'm preaching to everybody. Uh, I, it may seem that what I'm saying may be more applicable to some than others. Uh, amen. But every one of us uh, have a soul. Uh, and every one of us have an adversary. And every one of us, uh, amen, have uh, an enemy that's trying to drag our souls to hell. Every one of us need to make up our mind. I'm not going to give up when I mess up. Somebody needs to hear this evangelist right now. Amen. I said I'm not going to give up when I mess up. The enemy has been rejoicing over some of you. Because you're still down. You've fallen and you're still down. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the fear of God. I feel holy unction and anointing on me right now. Amen. This is not judgment. I feel mercy. I feel faith in my heart. It's time for somebody, amen, to get up. The just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Amen. I'm not going to stay down when I get down. God's been too good to me. I, I'm drawn to this self-opposition tonight. In meekness instructing those that 
oppose themselves. They're their own enemy. Self-opposition. Somebody say self-opposition. If you're not careful, you'll be your own worst enemy. You'll work against your salvation. You'll let the devil get his slimy hands on your attitude and affect your thinking process. I'm going to deal with it here in a little bit if God will help me. And it opens up rightly. Amen. But, but, but God said through uh, the apostle that there is a man of God that can come. And in meekness instruct you uh, in your state of self-opposition. The things that you are doing. You mean not everything that you do bad is because of the devil. The devil is responsible for a lot of it. Uh, but sometimes uh, it's not the devil, it's me. I got myself into this. Amen. Jesus said no man can serve two masters. He'll either serve God or mammon, flesh, carnality, lustfulness. Yeah, man, I'm, I, I want to say this carefully tonight, uh, but it's probable that I'm a bigger devil to myself uh, than the devil is himself. Because without my human nature, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You want to make everything wrong all about the devil. What you need to do is man up and woman up and say, you know what? I just need to repent. I, I need deliverance from me. I need deliverance from negativity. I need deliverance from carnality. I need deliverance from a wrong attitude. I can't blame this on the devil. Some of you ain't liking this uh, because you're wanting to take yourself out of the equation. Uh, you're wanting to make it all about light and darkness. Uh, you're wanting to make it all about God and the devil. Uh, and you're just off on the sidelines watching the God and, and the devil duke it out. Oh, no. Uh, guess where the fight happens? You're not on the sidelines. You are the playing field. I said, you're not on the sidelines. You are the battlefield. You are the place of combat. You are where good and evil confront one another. I hope I'm helping somebody right now. I certainly feel the help of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I think it's time for somebody to draw the line on yourself and say, you know what, I'm, I'm through opposing myself. I'm through making excuses. I'm through finding fault. I'm through comparing myself with others. I'm through trying to find the loophole. It's against human nature to work against yourself. Human nature is to love yourself. To defend yourself. That's human nature is to take care of yourself. That will to live. That drive to survive. That's human nature. That tenacity of the human nature. 
It's not, it, it, it's, it's, it's not natural to oppose yourself. It's not natural to make things harder than it really is. Somebody hear me right now. I said, that's not natural. It, man, how, how can I get? How can I get out of self-opposition? How can I get into a place where God can work in my life? If peradventure God will give to them repentance. Somebody shout repentance. Amen. Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Amen. Sometimes I can't really see what I need to see until I repent. That word repentance there literally means a change of mind. It is as it appears to one who repents of a purpose he has formed or of something he has done. In other words, I'm looking at things differently. Why? Because I've done a spiritual 180. I'm not seeing things the way I saw them because I've turned my back on sin. Man, I've taken off the veil and now I can see clearly. Hey man, come on somebody, a good dose of repentance uh, will help you see right. If God, peradventure, uh, will give them repentance uh, to the acknowledging uh, of the truth. Uh, I'm preaching to somebody tonight, uh, you need to change your mind. Uh, you need to start thinking different. Amen. Repentance helps you see the truth. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Come on, it's, it's, it's starting to sound better already. Because I've been captivated. I've been submitted and incarcerated by the will of the adversary. I've been taken captive by him at his own will. I've been opposing myself. I've been making it harder on myself to be saved. But I took me and my rotten attitude to an altar. I took me and my fear. I took me and my doubt. I took me and my intimidation. I took me and my carnal spiritual condition to the altar. And I sought God in repentance. I saw it as it was. Now I acknowledge the truth. And I'm made free. That they may recover themselves. From opposing yourself. To recovering yourself comes through repentance. God, I'm sorry. Lord, I acknowledge my sin. Against thee, the only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Lord, I own up to it. I'm not blaming the devil. I've been opposing myself. I'm repenting of me tonight. I hope I'm helping right now. I said, I hope I'm helping right now. Hallelujah. That they may recover themselves. This is a beautiful word. It literally means to regain one's senses. 
It means to return to soberness. You haven't been in your right mind. You've been deceived. You have deceived yourself. You haven't been looking at things right. You've been opposing yourself. Amen. Your mind's been messed up. But there is a place uh, through repentance uh, that you can get your senses back. You can make a return to soberness. Be sober. Be vigilant. uh, Because your adversary, the devil, uh, you don't have to stay deceived. Uh, You don't have to stay uh, depressed. Uh, You don't have to stay uh, aggravated. Uh, You don't have to stay uh, tormented. Uh, You don't have to stay... uh, uh, Come on, these things are the will of the devil. They're not the will of God. But through repentance, uh, you can turn your back uh, on the will of the adversary uh, and embrace the will uh, of God. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm trying to help somebody right now. Come on, the stronghold, amen, is not the crack house. The stronghold is not the honky-tonk. The stronghold is not Skid Row. The stronghold is not the dealer's corner. Amen. The pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imagination. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought. You know what your problem is? Uh, You've let hell set up shop between your ears. You can't see what you need to see because there's a stronghold in front of you. But through the power uh, of the Holy Ghost, uh, our weapons are mighty. Come on, get a good case of God involved. Uh, You know what happens? Uh, Amen, I acknowledge the truth. Uh, Strongholds are torn down. Uh, Amen, imaginations, uh, knowledge, uh, thoughts, uh, the things that hell uh, has his hands on. Come on, this is where captivity happens. In your mind, in your feelings, in your thoughts, in your motives, in your ambition, in your desire. And you're letting the will of darkness control your mind. But let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Oh, I feel faith right now. Let's lift our hands. Oh, I feel a surge of anointing in this place right now. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, I've got good news for somebody. 
Man, God's not come to beat you up. God's not come to throw you under the bus. God's not here to cross His arms and frown at you. God's not calling you a loser. God doesn't see you as a failure. Come on, He sees you as potential. There's a revival there. I said there's a revival there. Amen. There's a stronghold, uh, but that stronghold's about to come down uh, because of repentance. Uh, Amen. They're going from opposing uh, to recovering. My Lord, I feel like something's going to be recovered uh, before we're through having church here tonight. Uh, Some sanity's going to be recovered. Uh, Some affection's going to be recovered. Uh, Some desire is going to be recovered. Uh, Some revelation uh, is going to be recovered. Uh, There's some things that you're seeing. Uh, Amen. It's not the case. Uh, It's not true. Uh, It's fiction. Uh, You shall know the truth, uh, and the truth shall make you free. Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. The truth is, I can be saved. The truth is, I can be forgiven. The truth is, I can be healed. Come on, we don't live for God on facts. We live for God on truth. Amen. The fact is, uh, I'm sick. The fact is, uh, I'm depressed. The fact is, uh, I'm upset. The fact is, I'm tormented. But I'm not here tonight on fact. I'm here on truth. You shall know the truth. The truth is, uh, he's my provider. The truth is, uh, he's my savior. The truth is, uh, he's my healer. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Get out of the facts and get into the truth. The devil has... The devil has set up a stronghold and you're living your life based on the facts. All you can see is the fact that I'm broke. I'm poor. My bank account's overdrawn. My car's broke down. My insurance has ran out. I came from a broken home. I've abused my body. I've gone from relationship to fact, 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 fact. I'm instructing you in the fear of God. Please, please hear me in meekness. Instructing though that oppose themselves. You've allowed Satan to set up shop in your mind. And all you can see is facts. The fact of depression, the fact of oppression, the fact of distraction, the fact of carnality. fact of hypocrisy, the fact of prejudice. Facts, facts, facts. But truth says it doesn't matter what the facts are. The truth is. And truth can change the facts. 
facts can't the facts can't change truth. Truth is above and superior to fact. It doesn't matter how sick you are. That might be the facts, but the truth is God's a healer. Truth never changes. Truth is untouchable. Truth remains the same regardless of the facts. But the power of truth uh, is although facts can't change the truth, uh, the truth can change the facts. Because, oh my Lord, because acknowledging the truth uh, through repentance, uh, now I'm no longer opposing myself. I'm recovering. Now the fact is I'm not depressed. I'm not upset. I'm not a hypocrite. The facts have changed because of the power of the truth. You can feel a revival of recovery here. Can I say it like that? I feel a revival of recovery. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Somebody testify tonight. Somebody agree with the truth tonight. The will of the devil has been done for far too long. I'm sick and tired of the imposition of the will of darkness in my life. Depression uh, is not the will of God. Uh, intimidation uh, is not the will of God. Uh, fear and doubt is not the will of God. Uh, addiction and distraction uh, is not the will of God. Carnality uh, and iniquity uh, is not the will of God. Those uh, that oppose themselves facilitate the will of the devil. They do all the devil's dirty work for the devil. They're already broke down. They're already defeated. And all the devil has to show up is take them captive at his own will. There's no resistance to the will of darkness because I've broken myself down. This word captive literally means a prisoner of war. Captured alive. You're alive, but you're bound. You're thinking, you're breathing, you're living, you're going through the motions, but your life is regulated by darkness. You say, Brother Waldrop, I've repented of my sins. I've been filled. You're not letting God be God. I am preaching to those that have never really truly lived for God, but I, 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 I'm preaching to somebody right now also that you, you, you profess to live for God. You profess to be an apostolic, but the devil has more control in your life than you care to really admit. The Spirit of God gets to moving and you, 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 you get all introverted. Spirit of God gets to moving and you get condemned. Amen. You get depressed and you get intimidated and you get afraid. Come on, that's your answer. Come on, when God shows up, don't oppose yourself. Surrender yourself. 
Yield yourself as instruments of righteousness. Hallelujah. Come on. I, I don't know about you. I'm tired of it for you. I'm tired of you being a prisoner of spiritual warfare. I'm tired of you being alive but bound. Hallelujah. Come on. I've got a word for somebody tonight. Uh, the psalmist declared, uh, Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity uh, captive. God has an answer uh, to your captivity. God has a chain uh, for your chains. God has bondage for your bondage. He talked all about, come on, God can make fear afraid. Only God can intimidate intimidation. Only God can turn sickness sick. He led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all the No way, no way in all these things. We are more than conquerors. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lift up your hands and call upon the name of Jesus right now. There's some heavenly special forces in the atmosphere right now. Come to liberate some prisoners of war. I'm declaring victory tonight. I said I'm declaring victory tonight. Hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Somebody get ready to get free tonight. Somebody prepare for spiritual liberation. For whom the Son has set free is free. You're not the only one that's tired of being afraid. You're not the only one that's tired of not thinking right. You're not the only one that's weary with your familiar adversary.
Jesus said, He sent me to preach deliverance to the captive. He has sent me on a mission to declare liberty to the prisoners of war, those that are held captive by the devil's will. Mm. I want to be very careful here right now. It's time for you to not just be in church, but be the church. You can be in church and be a prisoner. You can come to this house and nothing ever really changes. That's entirely possible. We've all seen it. There's a difference in coming to church and becoming the church. (laughs) I'm tired of being controlled, regulated, disciplined by my enemy. Lift your hands right now. Come on, let's pray the liberty of the Holy Ghost. Let's speak the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, whom the Son has set free. When the Holy Ghost begins to move on you, your emotions will be affected. A lot of times tears will start coming out of your eyes. Don't stop that. Come on, let the Lord have control. You can't truly resist the devil until you first submit to God. Come on, there's deliverance in submission. Come on, apostolics, lift up your voice. If somebody's going to be delivered from warfare... We got to go to war. I feel boldness in the Holy Ghost coming on me right now. Come on, men. Man up in the Holy Ghost. No more. No more. No more. No more. No way. Nay. Nay. In all these things. Come on, let that boldness get on you right now.